Hello there, this is Rachel Hanker and welcome to the Living Fearlessly podcast. Hi, this is Rachel in today's Living Fearlessly podcast. I'm really excited to bring you a colleague, good friend and fellow coach, speaker, consultant, and goodness me, so many wonderful things he does in his business. I'm really excited to bring him to you today. And we're going to have our conversation about what living fearlessly means to to Chris. So Chris, are, are you there? I am, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's so great to see you again and to be able to talk with you. Thanks. Fantastic to have you on. So yeah, um, listeners to this podcast are, are starting to get a feel for the idea that we, we have a very kind of informal conversation really about what living fearlessly looks like to you. Mm-hmm. So do you want to kind of kick off, tell us just a little bit about how you found this understanding that we're we're pointing to today and you know kind of how it's impacted your your life and we will take it from there i came to understand the three principles through my friend michael neal who i've known for a very long time michael neal and i actually went to college together and uh so we've known each other for forever and i have come to understand a new way of looking at things, a new way of uh, living fearlessly, I think, through, through these principles, because it's, it's helped me to, to see that there, that life doesn't have to be so hard. And there's a quote from Tim Ferriss that I love, which is what would this look like if it were easy? And I think that the principles for me has helped to point me in, in that direction. And to see that the thinking that has plagued me most of my life <laughs> uh, doesn't have to be a source of fear, suffering, uh, and pain. And that's not to say that in my life, I, I don't have things that I wish were different, mm-hmm. that there aren't events that affect me in, in, in ways that, that <laughs> you know, aren't always pleasant, but the principles aren't about changing the circumstances of your life. It's about changing the way that you deal with those circumstances and the way that you see them and the way that you have an understanding that goes beyond tips, techniques, and strategies. And that's been the biggest change for me, Rachel, has really been to see that tips and techniques are useful, mm-hmm. but an understanding of how things work, that's what's transformational. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that's something we have in common because we both come from this background of doing things in a very structured way, talking a lot about business, marketing, systems, strategies. And I think what strikes me is it's it's very easy to say, isn't it, that um, you know, techniques and and strategies or sy- techniques and systems are useful but not transformative but it's it's easy to say and it's another thing to get beyond that and to really see well well what does that really mean because in my business that basically meant that I let everything go (laughs) that I did before and and had to kind of see everything with with fresh eyes and and think okay how does this work now 
So as, as a coach, consultant, speaker, working with, you know, influential companies and, and people that are used to using or looking for strategies and tips, how do you kind of, how have you, how have you embraced that change, Chris? I realized that for me, someone who plans and schedules <laughs> so much that uh, the old Yiddish saying, man plans, God laughs, uh-huh. is <laughs> a, a very real way of looking at the world. I, I mean, think about it. You sit there and you say, okay, I've got, a, I've got an appointment for 9 a.m. and I'm going to, to go to a, a, a location and I've got this appointment and it's on the calendar, it's on the books, and then a flat tire. And then the person that I'm meeting with has a sick child and that, that can't happen. And those kinds of events, that sort of planning and trusting in a structure is important. I mean, you have to set appointments, you have to plan, but it's that second thought that I think is the one that, that can be so, so hurtful, which is what am I going to do if this doesn't, if this doesn't take place, what's, what's going to happen if I get a flat tire? The answer is probably I'll change the tire or call AAA or whoever it is that I have that is available to work on my car. You know, we, we look at life as a series of insurmountable events. And if things don't happen according to plan, we think we're going to blow our brains out. And, and that's simply not the way that things work. It's actually quite the opposite that when problems present themselves, we have a resilience and a resourcefulness about solving real problems. And that's the thing that we're, I think that I am very good at. It's two things. One is making up things to worry about. Mm-hmm. And the second is solving real problems. And when my thinking dies down, what I call that second thought, that, that sort of punishing thought of, oh my God, the, the sky is falling. Yeah which can show up over the most minuscule events for me. Uh, I mean, I just, I have to confess that. I, I, I live with that every day. I'm, I'm always in a hurry to beat myself up over something or nothing as the case may be. But when we realize that that, that second thought is just a thought, we can get back to, uh, at least I can get back to that thing that I do very well which is solving real problems yeah. and looking to that resourcefulness without a lot of thinking and a lot of attachment to the dire circumstances that those fears that exist only inside my mind and have the, the power of a fleeting thought or, or really as much power as I give to them when I choose to, to pay attention or, or ignore those mm-hmm. thoughts that show up. Does that, that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm always kind of conscious of if there's a listener who's brand new to this mm. and they've never heard us talking about this understanding before, it, like, what would you say? Would you say that before, this, before you kind of started to see how the mind works and the nature of thought, did you, did you think that thinking was real? Absolutely. And, and I still do from time to time. The, the principles allow us to see that our experience comes from one place and one place only. And it looks like, it looks like our experience comes from our circumstances. It looks like other people 
and the size of our bank account and the cars that we drive are the source of our happiness, for example. And those are just some examples. Mm -hmm. The list is endless. But what I've come to discover is that experience comes from a very different place because there are times in my life where I've had no money whatsoever in my banking account, and yet I've been ridiculously happy. And there are times when I've had a great deal of money in my bank account and I haven't been happy. And you say, well, how can that be? I thought that, you know, of course people say money can't buy happiness and stuff like that. Um, but fill in the blank with whatever you'd like, uh, your life, your children, your relationships, whatever it is that looks like the source of happiness. Hmm. I, I just, I have to stop and ask, is, is that really true? And, and the deeper question is, where is your experience of happiness or fear or love? Where is that experience? Is it our circumstances? Is it the people that surround us? Or is it coming from our thinking? Is it our thinking that is the lens that creates the world? Not the lens that we, that we absorb the world. We're, we're not a camera. We are a projector. We and we project through our thinking, our feelings of the world around us. And understanding that and seeing that has, has been a real difference maker for me because it provides a simple understanding. And understanding that we are wired to have our thinking look, look real, to have our circumstances look real that we create these, these feelings based on what we're thinking. And when we see things like thought is fleeting and that our emotional state can change as our thinking changes, even though our circumstances remain constant, mm -hmm. that insight has made a profound difference for me. And it's made a profound difference in the client, in the way that I work with my clients and in the way that I approach the sort of results that, that I try to create for the people that I want to help to, to be of service, that service has to come from an understanding. Otherwise that, that thinking that, that those thoughts that look so real and so confining will be barriers to the kind of performance and results that people are trying to create. And I, I had to realize that for myself to be able to share it yeah. with others. Yeah. And what blows me away when I work with clients, what blows me away as I deepen my understanding is how, how when we were working with people before, we would take all of that thought, that projected worry and fear, and um, you know, all this stuff that we, we think we need to, to be successful or to be okay. And then from that place, that really fearful place, we would try to build something wonderful with them. Mm. A castle on the sand. Yeah. 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 And it, and it's, I think this is, this is helpful to see with the, the connection to the, the systems and, and, you know, step by step, do it this way, do it that way. You, you, you need that less and less 
when you're not, as I say in my, you know, in the book I'm writing at the moment, I'm talking about how so much time is put into disaster planning, like preparation and planning if in case the worst thing happens. And it seems to me now, Chris, that when I look at how I used to work and it, it was just, a, it's like a complete fantasy <laughs> that people are trying to create these, these make-believe systems. Um, and, and now it's not that we won't have systems. It's not that, it's not that we won't be helping people have step-by-step -step processes if that's what they need, but they're built on a firmer ground, aren't they? They're built on a reality as opposed to, Oh my God, Oh my God, what if, you know, the house burns down. So can you say more about that in your work with, with clients, how you see the difference showing up? Well, first of all, I, c I couldn't agree with you more. And, and this idea that if, if your thinking looks real, the conversation is going to be a very different one. But if we can come at challenges from a place of understanding the role that thought plays and the innate resiliency that's inside all of us, it, it changes the conversation. That doesn't mean that that planning goes away. I mean, if you want to go surfing, it is wise and useful to bring a surfboard. But at the same time, when you go out into the waves, if I may, with a little bit of a metaphor here, if, <laughs> if you're gonna go surfing, you go out into the waves with, with a simpler understanding of the way things work and the role that planning plays. And here's the big discovery that I made is I would work with clients and they would come to me and I do a lot of work with folks on, on communication skills and ways to, um, to pitch business ideas and that sort of thing. And that's, that's been mm -hmm. the platform that I've been, been working on for the last several years and continue to work on. And people would come to me and they would say, you know, Chris, this is what, this is my challenge. This is what looks real. This is this, these are the issues that I'm facing. And I would say, okay, well, here are the, here are 10 tips that will help you to overcome. You know, and, and, and in those 10 tips, there's a six step process, uh, three <laughs> things to remember, uh, you know, and all those kinds of things, you know what I'm talking about. And, 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 and here's what would happen. I would give 10 pieces of well thought out advice. People would remember six, they would implement three, two of them would work. One of them wouldn't. And I never liked that math. I didn't like that level of impact because it was frustrating to me to say, well, this is, this is great advice. This is wise counsel. Why wouldn't you take it? And the, and the thing, the way that I explain it is, is this story that I, I call the donut dilemma. Think, now, let me, let me just say this to you. Mm -hmm. if, if, imagine if, that I am in a room where there are donuts right now. And yeah. I know the donuts are bad for me. Rachel, I know they're bad. The sugar does things to me. And, they're, and you know, my girlish figure goes away when I... <laughs> Donuts. So I know I have I have the the knowledge that donuts are bad, but I also have the the knowledge that donuts are delicious. <laughs> so so I have I have experience, you know, my past experience that tells me don't do this, and then and then I have my current experience, which is donuts are delicious. So what what do I do? What is what is my choice based on? And if we buy into the lie that our thinking is real, we miss the place where real decisions come from. And the answer 
to the donut dilemma and every other dilemma that people are facing right now is that it is your thought in the moment. It is your thinking in the moment that makes you decide and take action. And we do what we believe is best based on what we see in the moment. And whether you eat the donut or not, to acknowledge that what shows up is what drives our behavior means that the best advice in the world can be misplaced. The knowledge that you have is not enough if it doesn't come from wisdom. Mm -hmm. And that wisdom points us toward the idea that thought is fleeting, that thoughts show up and we do what looks best to us in, in the moment. And placing our faith in tips and techniques and strategies works until it doesn't. And when it doesn't, what, what do you do? What do you do when the, when the six step process doesn't, or you forget step number five. Mm -hmm. And then, then that fear shows up and that's that second thought that can be so, so hurtful and so punishing. Uh, so, so what's the answer? What's, where should we look? Look to an understanding of where thought and thinking fits in your experience of life, whether that's the experience of pain, suffering, difficult relationships, or just a box of donuts that's sitting next to you. Approach the challenges from a deeper understanding. And from that understanding, you can make things, you can create things that you couldn't see before. That's been my experience of the three principles and the journey that we've been on together and uh, has, has been, it's been transformative and it has helped my clients so much to come at challenges and issues and problems from, from a new perspective, a new perspective, a new understanding. Yeah. And, and that's what the principles has, has brought into my life and into my coaching practice as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love the donut dilemma. Um, I think the, you know, for me, that is the, the essence really of, of living fearlessly is if we are okay with just not knowing everything, if we're okay with the, as we start to see that Oh gosh, no matter how much I try, you know, as a recovering control freak as I am, um, who used to plan everything and, you know, want everything a certain way. Um, once we start to kind of just release control even a little bit and see that we're okay in the moment, like somehow or other we've, we're making this podcast with no script. Mm. We didn't know what we were going to say but we seem to be okay. <laughs> we, we seem to be able to be, be here in the moment and share what wants to come through. And I love to use books and speaking and, you know, conversations as an example of this, because this is how, this is how it is in every area of our life. Right. But we don't see it as easily, but that, Oh, hold on. I show, I show up, I open my mouth, a word comes out. I go to my keyboard, I decide, you know, I, I want to write today. I start typing and some words come through. I, I might not love them all, but I've got something to work with. 
and and this is the way the whole of life unfolds and that's to me really how i see living fearlessly and that's what you're pointing to every book ever written always starts at the same place and that is a blank page and it's easy to look at that blank page and become fearful but every day that's that's what life asks us to do what 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 are you going to create what are you going to put on that blank page and it's not just about writing a story but it's about it's about bringing your own story to life and to think that uh, a structure or a plan sure it, it gives guidance but it's it's not the whole story and living fearlessly is about it, it, when i look at living fearlessly it's about trusting in yourself and in your resourcefulness. But, you know, and it's easy to say, so Chris, are you saying believe in yourself? That sounds very motivational. And yes, it does. And no, I'm not. <laughs> I know you're <laughs> Let not. Let me be clear. <laughs> <laughs> because what, what the principles point to is a, is a deeper understanding and a higher power. And that power is all around us. It's, it's that power that puts words on the page that allows us to, to fall in love and, and to cry when we suffer loss and to digest our food. And it, it is the power that, that turns acorns into oak trees. And it's inside of all of us. And you can call it what you will. And I haven't called it anything because I don't want a label to get in the way of anyone's understanding. But look around uh, and see, yeah. see this power that is guiding life all around you. And, and we try to take the wheel. We try to say, hold on a minute, universe, I've got this. And my schedule is going to control it. And, and I, just, I just look at that with a three word question. Is that true? Yeah. And for me, no, it's not. And uncertainty, like, like this power that I'm pointing towards, uncertainty exists all around us. And, and we, we try to deny it. We try to control it. We try to structure it. We try to get command of the chaos. But what I've found is comfort in the midst of chaos and, and a simple realization that discomfort and uncertainty don't have to go together because uncertainty is all around us. In fact, that's the source of our power, our creativity, of, of whatever we are going to discover on this, on this call, this conversation. Mm -hmm. It comes from that uncertainty. And helping my clients to see that that uncertainty is not something to fight. Mm -hmm. It's something to embrace, because it's the way things are. I mean, when we understand the way things work, that's the first step to understanding how to make things work. For, for you, for me, for mm -hmm. everyone. Mm -hmm. And that, that approaching things from an understanding rather than <laughs> thinking that my schedule is the <laughs> imperative thing that controls it all or whatever it is that, that people might be looking to these days that looks real and it looks like that, that source of control. Yeah. What, what I've discovered is that when I am, when I am looking Towards, towards a goal and towards the things that I want for myself, life happens over my left shoulder. It comes out of, 
out of nowhere. At least that's what I say. I say, wow, that came out of nowhere. How did that, how did that happen? And the answer is because the, the universe has bigger plans for me than what I can see. And when I'm focused on my goals and objectives and planning and scheduling, I miss, I miss what life has in store. Now, I'm, I'm not so zen that I'm going to throw out my calendar mm-hmm. or give up on, you know, if, yeah, if I'm going to go surfing, I'm going to bring a surfboard. Yeah. I, I'm still going to do that. If I'm going to go someplace, I am going to make sure that I have my car keys, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, and those sorts of things are useful. But beyond that, the degree the, the times when I am most effective, Rachel, the times when I am at truly at, at my best and, and working and moving through life with an ease and grace, those are the times when, when I see that my thoughts about life and circumstances aren't, aren't as important as I've made them out to be. And this idea of not believing everything you're thinking yeah. is something that, that has really made a difference for me as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. That's wonderful. Yeah, because I think one of the big things that I've loved through seeing more about this is that it's actually not important to believe in yourself. And that's such sacrilege. How can I be motivated if I don't believe in myself? <laughs> I spent 30 years trying to figure out how to believe in myself more. And, and it, it's, it's just brilliant because neither of us are saying here that, that we won't believe in ourselves sometimes. Sometimes you really believe in yourself and sometimes you don't. But it's okay when you get those moments where you just don't know. And, and what Chris is pointing to here is that's actually the gift, the gift of uncertainty, because when we see that, we naturally are fearless. We, we naturally don't need to be fighting and kind of, fight, well, just really battling these, these invisible blocks that we're creating as we go in our mind. So that's wonderful. I think that's, um, that's a great place for us to wrap up today, Chris. Thank you so much for coming on. So if, um, if listeners want to find out more about your, your work, where, where, can they, um, where can they find out about you? My website is westfallonline.com. And I also have a companion website that I'm working on, which is chriswestfall.net. And I've just released uh, an online video course that focuses on helping people to communicate more effectively, to share their stories. And uh, the communication course is, uh, while it's not a three principles course, the principles and the things that we're talking about here mm-hmm. permeate uh, every aspect of, of the guidance and the instruction because that's, that's how I see things. And that's what I'm trying to do is to say what I see and to share it in the most honest way possible. You can also find out more about me on my YouTube channel and that's at youtube.com forward slash Westfall online over 1.5 million video views and approximately 200 or so videos on effective communication, leadership and uh, strategies that can be very helpful. Wow. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. And um, that's us for today. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to the Living Fearlessly podcast. To begin your own Living Fearlessly journey, download your free Living Fearlessly kit at www.livingfearlessly.co.uk forward slash gift.